Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review. Hi, everybody. So today we are diving straight into the world of commercials, as we always do, and are actually looking at the intersection of movie and television. And that common central point is the movie star. Not (laughs) the trailers. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of intersections, whatever. Product placement. We're looking at famous people who were in commercials. So I think before they were famous is kind of the angle here, right? So like, you know how there was those weird commercials where like, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Japan, that kind of stuff. And we did the Paul one with Juicy Fruit. Yeah, but this one, this is particularly... Call back, listen to that episode. Okay, so we're going to be looking at a few of these famous people. So listen to the commercial and maybe you can guess... (laughs) sort of, who is the famous person in this commercial. So let's kick off with the first one, which aired in 1983. Who's your coach? My dad. (laughs) Um, Who was it? Any guesses? Three, two, one. Okay, so the person who that was is a young Keanu Reeves. He doesn't speak very much in in this, but I feel like the last two words... (laughs) Or whatever the last few words that are spoken in this ad you don't even have to be watching you it's quite clearly keanu reeves he has a distinct voice my dad <laughs> he has a distinct uh, cadence and tone which i guess has made him a superstar because i don't know sorry i know that everybody's really into him but like i don't know why he's such a superstar i don't understand it that much but whatever this isn't about his skill and this isn't about whatever the society thinks of keanu reeves this is about this commercial and keanu reeves's contribution is he like a meme already or he's he's been a meme for a while i think he i think one thing that became very big that became a very big meme was him eating by himself and that picture kind of spread around a lot. Oh, and they're like saying, cheer him up or something. Yeah, like sad Keanu, I think was the meme. And now it's just kind of like everybody loves him and he doesn't age and he's a vampire or whatever it is. It's kind of in that same realm as like Paul Rudd doesn't age. So yeah, that's kind of all it is. But this commercial is quite old and it's roughly where he got his start, I guess. Yeah, he said he got that early in his career. So so this commercial, just to briefly run through it, it's a, a racing, like a bicycle race. Cycling. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you call that? I'm thinking of like penny farthings. It's a cycling race where Keanu is one of the cyclists. He's very sweaty and he's cycling against a few other people and he's clearly struggling. But then he remembers his dad pushing him and giving him good advice 
also a Coke is involved. And I think this entire cycling competition is sponsored by Coke because there's really nothing else to say that it's a cycling competition. You just see a lot of banners for Coke. And then, I don't know, Keanu does really well. He gets second place. Second place, that's what it is. So some guy at the end asks him, how'd you do it? And then Keanu says that it's his dad and it shows him with his dad and he drinks a Coke and it's just kind of aligning that relationship between really good sportsmanship and being a great person and Coca-Cola. I like how you said his dad is motivating him. Holly says, you gotta really want it, son. Yeah, and I think I think what's funny too is that that sequence where he he's goes, like, you gotta really it. want it. He just kind of remembers as he's cycling this moment he has with his father. But what's funny too is that he's just really blatantly holding a Coke while they're talking on the porch. It's, it's really awkward. His father looks like one of those classic dads that look like they're 50-something, even though they're supposed to be 30-something. Yeah, well, he... He looks like one of those people that was probably 37 when he filmed this, but he he looks 60. I think it's a nice commercial. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. But Coke, I think Coke's slogan at this time was Coke is it. I don't know why I always mm-hmm. heard this is it. It has that really old school vibe to that sound that sounds like early 80s, 70s. The transition hadn't happened yet into a pure 80s commercial, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the the early ones still had the radio voice guys going, buy this thing. Yeah. All right. Okay, so going into Coke's origins just a little bit, because we kind of want to do a big Coke episode at one point. Mm. So just the invention, a little bit of history about the man who invented it and that like. It was invented by a Confederate soldier named John Stiff Pemberton as a pain aid. Why did he need a pain aid? Because war sucks and you can get hurt in it. He was stabbed with a saber in the Battle of Columbus. And in order to treat his pain, he became addicted to morphine, which sucks. Oh, no. He was looking for less addictive alternatives to morphine because I guess this was really affecting him. And across the... Oh, yeah, I think like getting stabbed in the chest and getting addicted to morphine. I feel like that's a pretty... Especially in what, the 1800s or something? <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people kind of like look for different things, not trying to make their own tincture. To, <laughs> like, well, to he was himself. a true entrepreneur. Or a really desperate man. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how you look um, at it. Across the pond, a French chemist named Angelo Mariani, he created a cocoa wine called Vin Mariani. Vin Mariani. It was a cocoa wine and it contained cocaine. Oh, cool. which probably because what a weird time period i know that there's always the story of it having cocaine and all that stuff but it's just so strange to hear that yeah that this just actually happened existed and was okay consumed by the people yeah why isn't it as okay today i guess because of the drug war and all that but seeing as it had cocaine which is also an addictive substance it became popular with many european celebrities even the popes, several popes are promoting Vin Mariani or were seen with it. Wow. That must have been yeah. really good marketing. He <laughs> <laughs> has the endorsement of God. <laughs> uh, with its popularity, Pemberton back in the States emulated the formula, but he added the cola nut, which has caffeine in it. Like many in the era, he advertised it as having curative properties from everything, the baldness to cholera to whatever you wanted. 
snake basically oil? Is everyone, that what it's called? Yeah, basically everyone sold that. Like mercury and it cured everything. It had curative properties for just about everything he said. But after the medicine racket wasn't working for him, or even his morphine addiction, he eventually started selling it as a carbonated beverage. Hmm. The alcohol. So wait, it was all flat before. Well, it was a wine. Oh yeah, wine can be bubbly. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know anything about wine. Don't <laughs> listen to me. Whatever. Just keep going. Tell me more about this. Don't listen to me about wine, but listen to me on this podcast. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. The alcohol was removed from the drink because temperance laws were uh, instigated across cities and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, look, Bob, let's not have alcohol in the city. Cities decided to develop some kind of weird conscience that didn't really work and yeah. started kicking the alcohol out of things. Yeah. It was because of religious things and even women were uh, against alcohol because their stress hubs bins would beat them. Oh, fun. So the women's this, movement the, really the, helped the, temper its loss. The birth of Coca-Cola is rooted in suffering. <laughs> <laughs> but And then after too much cocaine use around the country, it was eventually uh, taken out later as well. So, they, oh, okay. So the, so the fizz replaced the cocaine and the alcohol. <laughs> I think they still had cocaine, but he had to take away the alcohol and put a carbonated beverage. Then they took out the cocaine later. Okay. The name Coca-Cola is from its key ingredients, the coca plant and the cola nut. So you get cocaine and caffeine. That must have been. He also did advertise it as it it keeps you awake. It keeps you energized because I guess if you have cocaine and caffeine, you're probably going to be up. (laughs) There was a stage where it had alcohol and cocaine in it. Yeah. Isn't cocaine like an upper... And it had the cola. Which alcohol and downer. How does that interact? At what levels is it a situation where problems can arise? I guess all the points. <laughs> <laughs> as but long as it's solving that headache. He helped develop it with other pharmacists in the area. And uh, it, it started growing bigger and bigger. But his morphine addiction never left him. And he needed money. Oh, poor guy. (laughs) So he sold his formula rights to his business partners for more cash. Notably, Asa Griggs Candler of Georgia, who later started the extremely profitable The Coca-Cola Company. Wow. um, And the rest is history. Pemberton died, uh, I think, of heart failure, and he was still addicted to morphine. Oh, my God. his son... He gave his son some shares because he, he said that Coke was going to be big, son. Keep the shares. But the son wanted the money right now. So he gave his profits to Asa Griggs Candler as well. No way. And he died of opium addiction. <gasps> wow. All of these people really had some severe problems. <laughs> these poor people. So I mean, sad. he got stabbed and he was, he was in a more sad. And now we, we're like, go to a party and drink Coke. It's rooted in the, the suffering of a man. <laughs> It all is awful. That's all I want to point out. Can we yeah. focus on Keanu, the main man of this? Why? He's, he's your favorite actor, I guess. He's Just like you said in the intro. So yeah, as far as this commercial goes, Keanu Reeves elaborated a little bit on the uh, Late Late Show with James Corden. He said the shoot was three days, and unlike it shows in the uh, commercial where it looks like a summer day or an autumn day and you're sweating, 
he said it was really cold, but he had to pretend it was hot, so they had to get stuff on his face to, I guess, to make him sweat or something. That must be annoying, have a cold spritz in the... Yeah, uh, God, that would be upsetting. He said he shaved his legs, method acting, because he's like, hey, I'm a cyclist, I have to shave my legs. I'm shaving my legs? Wow. You shaved your legs for this commercial? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I guess they do that to, what, the wind won't? Go past your leg hair. I know. I, I don't understand the like, aerodynamics. I know the swimmers do that because I guess that's a lot of hair slowing you down. But I don't know. I feel like I in my mind, it's more so that it's uncomfy having so much hair when you're a cyclist. <laughs> uh, he had, uh, I could be wrong. He said the director told him to pretend he was thirsty on a desert island. Then he said he got more R rated and X rated after that, which he didn't elaborate on. Wait, what do you mean? I guess it was like, think you're uh, thirsty on a desert island and you really want Coke. And then later on, think you want a woman, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah. guy kept giving really weird reasons for his motivation. His Coke and okay, whatever. Okay, you're thirsty. You're dying. You're on an island. You're on a desert island. You're, you haven't had anything to drink. And he said he had to drink so many of them. That's okay. You can listen to the James Corden interview if you want to hear that. But yeah, so... What were some of his big movies? Because I know where I know him from, from a few things. But okay. I think the ones that I know him from are Bill and Ted, which is where I was introduced to Keanu Reeves, The Matrix, and the John Wick movies. Those are well, the immediate things that come to mind. Yeah, what was his Oh, and Point Break. I, I don't know. I first remember him big to me because I was younger as uh, Speed, but the earliest it's I remember him is speed. Parenthood. Is Parenthood. That's Parenthood. I don't know that one. Remember with Steve Martin? Oh. All that? He was the dumb boyfriend who got his girlfriend pregnant and they. Had oh, no. I just remember there was a TV show. I think that was based off of it. Was Parenthood funny? Yeah. Why would Steve Martin be in a not funny movie? I don't know. Well, I guess well, he a lot could, of but. People can be in not yeah, funny was. things. Yeah. When was that? When was Parenthood? Uh, 1989. Wasn't Bill and Ted in the 80s, though? It was in 89 as well. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe he just had two big moments there. Well, at least I remember of the big ones. I would say that that was probably his break. So, yeah, I guess for me, it's Bill and Ted series and The Matrix and John Wick. So he just gets like these huge roles. Well, well, <laughs> you forgot about Speed. I forgot about Speed. I know, too. but that's not a series. Okay, series. All right, fine. But Speed's well, really was, good. All the things just, he was it's in. It's a little weird that he got these huge things. He... What was his reputation yeah. that he could get in The Matrix and then later on when he's like getting geriatric, he's freaking John Wick. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, he's pretty old for an actor, I guess, at this point, but he's been around for ages. I think he was in... What was it? Um, <laughs> he's been around since 1964. <laughs> well, I mean, it's more so about how long he's been out. No, I know he's so working. He started you know, in the early 80s, I guess. But, you know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't a child actor, so, you know. I guess earlier in his career, he was more in teen stuff. And then later on in the more adult oriented stuff, Dracula. Sorry, wasn't he in one where he was like a lawyer? Is that the same film? No, that was The Devil's Advocate. Oh, well, I just associate The Devil with Dracula. He was in a Dracula movie? Yeah, the Gary Oldman as the white haired. <gasps> oh, he's the main Dracula. Dude. Oh, that Dracula. <laughs> oh, that one, not the other one. I know where the bastard sleeps. I brought him there to Carfax Abbey. 
Uh, well, this yeah, this dude's been in a lot. I remember he was in a scanner darkly. Oh, I remember he was in the Lake House, which was meant to be a really bad film, right? Like, it's like a film that's like romance. Yeah, it's <laughs> they, like two years good. apart or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I remember. I remember yeah, him. So it's a, he's, he's been in a ton of things. So. so, what would you say your favorite of his is? Ooh, say- um, I don't know. I have a soft spot for Bill and Ted, but probably The Matrix. I rewatched The Matrix recently. Well, the first one's really, really good. I guess the first one for me too. Pretty bad. Especially, oh man, like in the second one when they have a lot of CGI, like they really go overboard on the CGI in the second one. In the first one, they they did a light touch and it still felt grounded. But remember when he's fighting a bunch of... Mr. Mr. Anderson's Mr. Smith's? Yeah, he's fighting a bunch of them. It just looks so bad. It looks like early PS2 graphics. It's yeah, like awful to that. watch. Well, it's nothing against Keanu Reeves there. That's anyway that's, for me. I directors. wish this man continued success because oh, and I not? recently watched him in Point Break, and that is not a good film. <laughs> I saw like, that like 10, 12 years ago for the first time. I was like, this. It's is it's a, a good film in the sense. It that just. Feels weird. It's fine. It's a fine film. FBI agent. It's a fine film. It's just bizarre, and that's what made me think. President Robert Reeves, a famous actor. He just seemed really. (laughs) I I don't know. I I can't say more, or someone's gonna get mad at me out there. But anyway, really entertaining film. Let's put it that way. All right, let's move on to the next one because we can wax on wax off wax poetically about Keanu Reeves for a really long time but that's not the role of today and I'm probably definitely gonna drop a whoa (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Whoa. okay so we're moving on to the next commercial and this one aired in the 80s (laughs) sorry I didn't figure I thought this one actually had a date on it but I didn't know but this one's an 80s commercial as well and here we go Freeze container overnight, add your own ingredients. Doll sold separately. And that's. I wanted a doll with my ice cream. So, this commercial is called the Barbie Ice Cream Maker commercial, and it sells you a Barbie ice cream maker. Any guesses as to who the celebrity is in this one, the movie star is? Well, I know who it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm letting the audience guess. Yeah. Three, two, one. It's Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Jennifer Love Hewitt, who was in a ton of Barbie commercials when she was a child. This one's a little weird, isn't it? All, all commercials are weird, be on it, but it's girly. got that weird, creepy girl like, oh, my God, I love everything. And this. Yeah, kind of- it's a, a girly thing. Barbie's a girly thing. And then dream house and convertible cards. Uh, ice cream, I guess, having fun with your friends. But that's kind of a nice sell to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, real ice cream. But it basically, con- it just shows these two girls looking at these multi-flavored colored ice creams. And then Plastic Barbie goes with her ice cream bin. What the heck is that called? I don't know what that's called. Ice cream. It's not a truck. It's like one of the ones that you'd see like an old Italian man push <laughs> yeah. around in 1920s New Giuseppe, York. Before ice cream the, the, the children. 
before the good humor killed his business, which again, that's another plug for another parody songs. And so she's pushing her push cart of ice cream to Ken sitting there. And then the little girls Doing are nothing as always Ken. The little girls are imagining the ice cream they're going to make licking their lips, which is kind of creepy to me. And a bunch of fruit falls from the sky, like what you're going to eat. And then you get actual real ice cream from your what does the toy yeah, do? Yeah, that's true. I don't think you actually make ice cream. It's just you just slap on some ice cream that you have in the house into the cups that is supplied by. It's called the maker, right? I don't think maker? it makes anything. Does it make anything? I think it, it I allows think you to churn it. Right? Oh, maybe it makes you churn. I don't know. And I'm suspicious of girls, anything like that. The little girls pop in the cup next to a Barbie, a uh, scoop of ice cream and then the other girl says yum yum and, and then, then they're like scream excitedly yeah they really love screaming that whole thing i was um, trying to look for the one that had the barbie dream float and whatever but i couldn't find it the people make barbie ask for our help making a barbie splash and slide raft and we said cool yeah this is a- i remember most for some reason even though she wasn't doing these commercials in the mid 90s when i was paying attention to stuff Hmm. So we saw it again and again when we were growing up. Barbie is not awfully present in this commercial. You're right. She's a little bit like she just pushes the cart and then it just shows the girls eating ice cream like straight out of the cup. Oh, wow. They're eating it. It's out of a cup, a conical cup, but they don't have like spoons. They're eating it like if they're eating it out of a, a cone, a cone. It's kind of weird also like at the it's end, a little gross and it, it'd be can it's gonna be hard to center it right yeah you're and, gonna and, push and, it with and, your and, mouth overboard or something. and at the end of the commercial it shows you the product and they clearly have spoons so why didn't they use spoons when eating this because it probably tasted good at that point i don't know bit weird bit weird to it's me little plastic pink spoons they start like kind of like eating the ice cream it just looks weird <laughs> so yeah, even though Barbie isn't present, it just just to give a refresher to who Barbie is in case you aren't familiar with Barbie. She is the famous Barbie doll from Mattel. Sorry, famous doll from Mattel. It's kind of hard to say doll without having Barbie preface it. She's essentially synonymous with every doll in the world. Right? So like she created dolls, it kind of feels like. She was founded by Ruth Handler when she saw her kids playing with paper dolls. So she decided to kind of create a doll of her own and she was inspired by a fashion doll in Germany called Build Lily. And she kind of made the original 1950s Barbie in that way. And then, yeah, she debuted in 1959 and she has been a lawyer, a veterinarian, uh, an ice cream push cart person, a uh, spaceman woman, a uh, business person, uh, an older sister. I could name so many things because I'm not even sure if she's been a spaceman or if she she's had a dog or if she's been a veterinarian <laughs> because she's done everything. So you could list pretty much everything and she's probably done it. So she's she's a very popular worldwide kind of yeah, so character. So which kind of leads into this where like founder of the company made her. So it has like a big impact. Yeah. I think what's interesting here is that this kind of led into Barbie was originally dress her up, make her make out with Ken. I don't know. 
dress her up, put her in new outfits. And that was still a thing in the 80s. But you could see like in this one, the focus isn't on Barbie dressing her up. It's focused on selling you an additional large product related to Barbie, because this product could be sold by itself. It could just be the real cool ice cream maker. But because it has the Barbie stamp on it, it makes it that much cooler and much more interesting to purchase. Because even at the end, when it shows you the full product, it doesn't show Barbie. So if you buy the ice cream maker, the Barbie ice cream maker, you're buying the ice cream maker. You're not buying the Barbie doll and it comes with an ice cream maker. So that's kind of an interesting thing about all of this. It seems weird to me that there was a toy back then that instead of like a rag doll, it like a proportional woman thing, right? I guess. I don't know. What do you mean? The 50s or you mean the 80s? The 50s. Uh, I mean, that's because she saw it playing weird. With little girl dolls, paper dolls. She saw him playing with paper dolls. It's with it's, adult roles. So she was like, "Hey, let's make them adult instead yeah, of." Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's too bizarre of a of a leap. Um, I guess because they had the capability and. Well, I mean, had that you have it like a, a homemaker looking thing, not this model. I don't know. I think fashion started influencing things a little bit more and more during that period, so it made a little bit more sense that that would come into existence. So I'm not overly surprised. It was going to happen at some point. I feel like the 50s is probably a good time for it. Like Chanel and all that existed during that period. So, And she was very fashionable Barbie, I think. At least the, the old Barbie. Barbie now isn't fashionable at all. Nah, kidding. So that's enough about Barbie. We've focused a lot about Barbie and we actually have a full episode called She's Barbie that we've done in the past. So listen to that if you want to learn more about Barbie and her sordid history now of Barbie, what she's done in her life. Man, we got a we got a lot of plugs in this one. <laughs> I know, actually. We've done a lot of commercials. So this commercial features Jennifer Love Hewitt. And if you don't know who Jennifer Love Hewitt is, she is an actress. She I always kind of like the middle name. <laughs> Love. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting, silly little name. Very cute. It suits. Jennifer Love Hewitt was a famous actress or is a famous actress. And she was in a lot of these commercials when she was a kid. Um, She got into these Barbie commercials when she was young and she appeared in over 20 Mattel commercials. So she's kind of synonymous with Barbie to people of a certain age. So anytime you'd see a Barbie commercial, more than likely you would see Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. She just did a really good job of That's kind of weird to me. That's kind of weird to me because I don't think of her that way. Yeah, well, she she did a crossover. I remember because I was into Barbie and I remember her in those commercials. But again, did they just replay them in the mid 90s when we were seeing? I think so. And also I was into Barbie when I was really little, too. So early 90s. So I think she was still kind of there, maybe in 90 or something like that. And, and you know, we've we've had these McDonald's commercials that we've talked about. And you're like, hold on, this still Uh played in 1995. And it was a commercial from like 1986. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they played certain Barbie commercials because they, they, you know, they want to keep selling products, but there might be some Barbie commercials where they maybe reuse certain elements or something. Maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. But I do think I remember something of her. I mean, we were alive during this period, so I'm pretty sure I saw these Barbie commercials. But yeah, she's a bit more synonymous with it for some people because she was in over 20 of them. So you'd always see her singing, like kind of shouting, we're into Barbie. And she, there was like a little interview about her kind of commercial history. And she's a little bit weirded out by her Barbie relationship just because she had to pretend to be really hyped and excitable about Barbie, just in a creepy way, she kind of says. They're really, they're scary, especially the Barbie ones, because I'm like, we're into Barbie, like so perky, like, yeah. 
Her later uh, personality fit into it anyway, right? I think so. Yeah, because <laughs> she became kind of like a teeny bopper, peppy girl kind of thing. Well, sort of, but like she was a positive person. And she became so popular. One thing that I found kind of funny about this is that she became so popular with Mattel and just became kind of the Barbie girl that she ended up starring in a 1991 Barbie workout video, which she... Is that the one with the CGI Barbie kind of flying around? (laughs) It's it's a weird little thing. I saw a clip of it. It's got those old school leotards and stuff. It's got a lot of, you know, a lot of pink... She says that she's still kind of haunted by it. I think her like family would still make fun of her and it would appears in her life every now and then just because it was very, it was odd. <laughs> and I guess, I don't know. I don't know who, who's the target audience there. Children? Like, so wait, why would you want them to do an exercise video? She was in over 20 of them for the money. I don't, I wouldn't care at that point either. She was in over 20 of them. So she, there was always just other rotating girls there too. Probably. Yeah. She was there in the center of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was kind of like, I bet you the little blonde girl in this video was probably in it a few times. And then she goes, okay, (laughs) next one. Give us our next girl to be with Jennifer Love Hewitt. But yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt beyond that, she became more of a teen idol. And her leap into fame came through Party of Five. So she was in other things too. Like when she was younger, she was in Kids Incorporated, which had Fergie and Mario Lopez. It's kind of like the, the what is it? The, the Mickey Mouse Club. It was the in that Mickey kind Mouse of realm Club. of things. So she was a very heavy rotation child that actor. Our late 90s boy and girl pop band. Yeah, it was like the 70s Zoom type of thing, but they tried to make it updated for the kids, little kids. She did a lot of other things. But yeah, her breakout role really was one of the teens in Party of Five which aired for like four seasons and was a huge, massive hit. And it dealt with real life issues and stuff like that. It was a show that existed. I think she was, was supposed to no be interest like, to me when I was a child. Yeah, me neither. I think she was supposed to be like a temporary character. Then, Yeah, and they liked her so much that they kept her throughout. So she stayed throughout the entirety of the program. And it's it's the story of five orphan kids who have to like raise themselves, but they're not really all orphans. The eldest one is like in his 20s, so I guess he could take care of all of them. They rebooted <laughs> it this last year, I think it, it was, and I think it's like a bunch of Latin children. Oh, yeah, they had to worry about <laughs> going deported or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's something like, like what? that. Why, just not, why not just make a show and label it that, not call it not related to Party of Five? I don't know, right? it doesn't matter. Yeah, but after that, she kind of became this hot actress. She was in, I know know what what you did last summer. That's where I remember her the most. Yeah, she was the main girl. I know what you did last summer. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? She was in, what was that other one that she was kind of like, I don't know, kind of hot. Well, she was in like. Can't hardly wait. Yeah, I can't hardly wait that she was in that so it was very teen oriented but then she was also in two music videos that i distinctly remember she was in girl on tv which was that lfo song that was garbage because that was her boyfriend at the time i think (laughs) i think they wrote that song about her before he knew her i'm not even sure she was in the video i think she was in the video or at least it was an homage to her i think it was just about her all right okay so i think it was an homage to her because I don't know. The guys that were in LFO thought she was really attractive, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, and then she was in Hero, the Enrique Iglesias song. I remember that one. I can be a hero. 
bad. What was it about? He's like trying to save her, but he gets beaten up or something. Yeah, she. He's trying to save her from like Michael Madsen, and it's like <laughs> this. Madsen. Yeah, it's such a weird. He's not so, in anything. He just accepts anything, doesn't he? He's a joy to watch when he appears in things. It was actually actor Mickey Rourke. Uh, that song's just strange. It's so over the top. Enrique's such a little whiny, like, oh, please love me kind of stuff. It's just so overly done. And then it became like the theme song for 9-11, the attacks, which was also bizarre. I don't remember that. Yes, yes. For like every single commercial that they played during 9-11, after 9-11, it would play the hero song. It would just I be, I would, I can be your hero, baby. But it wouldn't get into anything else because after he says, I can be your hero, baby, he says, I, I take my breath remember, away. Like, you don't really want to be playing that. I kind of remember this Superman song. Remember that? I can't stand to fly. Uh, Was that also during the I don't think, I don't think it was like it's tough to be a hero blah blah whatever now there was another one and they say that a hero can say that's (laughs) like 2002 right (laughs) yeah but anyway she was during that period where they had freddie prince jr and sarah michelle geller and all that kind of who were with her and i know what you did last summer i think she was also in her own music video right uh yeah she's also it was the early 2000s, right? She was also a singer. Yeah, it was Bare Naked. It was in 2002. She's also a singer, which I was unaware of apart from that Bare Naked thing. She's released four studio albums. Her first one released in 92 when she was 12, and it was released only in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese people which, were like, hey, I saw you in Barbie. It's like, but why? It's, it's so weird. Um, I did see her in the Barbie and took her out there. Maybe it's an interesting direction to have gone. A record executive in Tokyo came to me when I was 12 and said, would you like to record an album? So she could kind of sing and she released another album in 95 and then 96 and then 2002. And that's the one that's probably the most famous if you know that she sings. I still remember the main song from it, like, been naked. And that's it. That's all I remember about it. And she's been in a ton of other movies and things like the ghost Garfield, the tale of two kitties um. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that uh, have you seen the uh the john stewart interview with about garfield no i love hewitt it's no i don't remember john stewart moment he keeps saying like the movie sucks it's so mean yeah i don't think anybody enjoyed any of the garfield movies which is a shame because garfield is all right yeah i think the last thing that i really remember her from is well I, she did this a long time ago but the ghost whisperer no, no, I kept I seeing like her in that again and again. Yeah, but she's been in a ton of things since. I'm just looking her up right now, actually. It's so she's been in Criminal thing. Minds for a long time, and she's currently in 911. So she's still extremely active and, and pretty uh, pretty prolific. She's not she just had that doing anything, net- I guess. When was that Netflix client prostitute mom or whatever? What? Was she in that movie? Was she was prostitute like a mom, mom prostitute or a sex worker or something? She was a prostitute she was a sex worker wasn't she i don't remember so when look it up so i won't go insane no, no no you have to explain more about it what are you talking she's about? like a desperate mom so he's like what i guess i have to go to this craigslist and have sex with men i guess is this kind of the what would you do if your son was at home <laughs> what <would> you do? <laughs> that's a bad song a client list oh. a fictionalized dramatization of a prostitution scandal 
Oh, okay. Didn't know that. So she wasn't very giggly in that one. Yeah. I mean, in terms of me remembering what she's from or any things where she's kind of stuck in, I don't actually see. I feel like she was ubiquitous during my era of growing up where she was one of the hot new stars, hot new stars. And that's it. I think the only thing I've ever really seen her in is I know what she did last summer. I've never seen Party of Five. I've never seen Tale of Two Kitties. I only realized that she was in that Enrique Iglesias video like 10 years years later. So I haven't seen her in very many things. I just feel like she was a very popular actress during my period. Hot girl on FHM or what what were one of those? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But that's it. Like, that's the only thing I really know about her. But she's still kicking, doing stuff, which is good. She's still, she's quite prolific. Prolific? Yeah. Like yeah. said, at the same time with different tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we should move on to the final of the list so then we can get into our questions and wrap this up. Okay, so if you want to watch that commercial, it's Barry Ice Cream Maker commercial on YouTube. Now on to the next and final of our list. I'm just going to play it. This one's from 1993. And the weather for today will be... God, I love kid commercials. They're so funny. Kid commercials are so in your face. I guess this is getting towards the era of extreme. Yeah, because the beginning of the commercial kicks off with some big fat guy in a bow tie pointing at a map and it looks really old school. It looks like a thing from the early 80s that old people watch. It's supposed to be a weatherman. Yeah, it's a weatherman. It looks like he's wearing a, a he's wearing a tux dinner jacket tuxedo to go it to doesn't a make sense. party. But that's what I mean. I think it's meant to look all fuddy duddy and stuffy. And then uh, he's blown away by our famous any actor. Com- any other commercial would have had him like a boring teacher with glasses, like today's weather is, and then the kid would freak the freak. I mean, like just out. insert any <laughs> fuddy duddy uh, caricature, and it works. That's pretty much all they had to go for. No running, no spitting, no loud music, no skateboarding, no shouting, no gum chewing. Keep off the grass. Do not feed the animals. Have a nice day. But because this was related that, to like storm. A funny, funny stock character, not a opera man doing the weather. Maybe they, you know, had him hired for another commercial and thought, uh, let's just use him for this one too. So in this one, it features any, this one's, well, actually, I feel like the only one in terms of listening to it, the first commercial is probably the easiest one to figure out. This one's tough. So even though he only said like three words. Yeah, exactly. So this one, uh, the main actor speaks to the entirety of it, but you're going to get three seconds to guess. Three, two, one. It's Devin Sawa. Okay. So this one again is for people of a particular age who will remember him, but we'll get into his story in a minute. The commercial itself has this weatherman that's blown away by Devin Sawa, who's holding this insane looking Nerf gun <laughs> inside this maniac warehouse that's full with of a lightning storm inside is, of it. Yeah, with a lightning storm inside of it that's full of hazards. Okay, look, um, that is a Nerf gun. It's synonymous with 
soft stuff. It still looks kind of intimidating. Yeah, it's an intimidating gun. It's huge. It's got really big nerf pieces. And the way he holds it, it's so threatening. He's yeah, in. and he's wearing like a leather jacket and he's talking directly at the screen. The whole thing's very intimidating. So then he starts shooting at his friends and everybody. I mean, like it's a warehouse for shooting each other, I guess. <laughs> and they're all shooting each other with yeah. various nerf what is this nerf gun called nerf aerostorm sorry (laughs) and then at the end he points the aerostorm directly at the screen and then it shows a kid on one of those like sorry i can't help but think of when the joker ties somebody up to like a really swirly thing like batman spinning wheel things that you do the uh, knife throw at yeah and the kid's on there freaking out in really baggy clothing as if he's going to get shot. Uh, no he's one shoots screaming. him, though. He's just he's... screaming. It's, ah! it's definitely an intimidating commercial. It's, it's intense. So anyway, it ends with Devin Sawa kind of shouting at us again, knocking on the TV screen, and then it cuts to a nerf or nothing. So that was a, that was a, that was a lot. That's a heavy-duty commercial. But here's the main thing here. Makes you really want a nerf gun. I mean, they can just go nuts with all the stuff that they put on there, but it makes you want a Nerf gun because you do want to shoot everyone. It threatens you with wanting a Nerf gun. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want a Nerf gun? It looks so much fun. Because if you don't, then you're you're that kid chained up to the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Don't buy a Nerf gun. If you buy a Nerf gun, you can avoid the wheel. Um, (laughs) It sounds like a punishment. Yeah, it's not. It's It's choking uh, for you. It's distressing. Um, Yeah, there's other commercials with him in it that, there's a bunch of kids that is like, if you don't have it, you're just target. And the kids like running away from all the other kids shooting at him with foam. Face You're either on one end of a nerf weapon or the other. God. I mean, nerf is a really fun. It's a fun toy that I always wanted. And I don't think Did we, we ever had. I, no, we never had nerf guns. I think our cousin just had the football and it's dog ate half of it. Yeah, that, that stuff like that. And we probably inherited it somehow. So I remember Nerf, but I don't really know much about Nerf. I just knew it was kind of a staple toy that everyone had to have at some point in or their lives. The commercials were around. Well, well, yeah. uh, the history of Nerf a little bit. Nerf was started in 1969 when a games inventor named Rain Giver went to Parker Brothers. Rain Giver. Wow. And what company now owns Parker Brothers? Hasbro. You can listen to that in our board game bloodbath. (laughs) (laughs) To pitch indoor sports games like uh, with mini basketball, mini football and stuff like that. But what they liked the most was the foam ball. So they just kind of threw out all his sports ideas and stuck with the foam ball. So because of that one foam ball... Parker Brothers created a whole subdivision brand called Nerf. And what a Nerf. It was released in 1969. Oh, wow. Nerf's really old then. The I don't know why. Slogan. I just assumed they were really new. What's like really new? I don't so, know. Made in the late 80s or something? I don't know. I don't see it. Even that. then, that's not that new anymore. But I mean, yeah. uh, something from the 60s feels like, oh, it's got a legacy. Like, I don't feel like Nerf is like a legacy one. <laughs> yeah so the ad slogan was throw it indoors you can't damage lamps or break windows you can't hurt babies or old people that's a weird way to describe old people. old people yeah 
1972, the big product that you probably also know Nerf about, the Nerf football was released. But I think today it's known more for its blasters, right? Yeah. They came out in 1989. Okay, maybe that's what the it is. First, with they Blastable. They really pushed them hard. That's the answer here. Okay. The first was Blastable, which they started off with balls, but then they ended up going with the more popular arrows, of which the Aerostorm is one of the products. The arrows came in 1990, and the darts came in 1992. There were also less successful missiles. Oh, wow, really? Missiles were less yeah. successful? The Nerf stuff, it's polyurethane, soft stuff. It's like It reminds me of those beach noodles, pool noodles. Whatever oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of, it's got that feel to it, like pool noodles, yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that. So, I made that connection. The Aerostorm had Aerostorm, a what a name. Six arrow turret, which as you can see, this threatening child shooting at you. And it was pump action, which the more you pumped, the see, more they power had, you there was, there was a few different types of things. I think this one was called direct pump or something like that. The spring shot harder. Then they had to change it or something like that. Oh, okay. I got to research a little bit more, but there's apparently a nerf modding community so they can make this thing deadly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. My show was happened. from 1993 when in the 90s is when they started the slogan, it's Nerf or nothing. It's Nerf or nothing. It's and Nerf or nothing. So yeah, they're still pretty popular. And I guess you can still kind of market it as... They're, they border on the line of this is violence, but it's also not because it's really soft. <laughs> right? yeah yeah and the actor within it as we have said is devin sawa which i think is polish but uh, he said of uh, his nerf commercial uh, he tweeted out a tweet he said back then nerf came to canada and worked us 14 to 18 hour days and paid us 1000 with no residuals i guess when you're a child Wonderful. you don't you don't know about uh, the legalities of child labor laws. Really. I was 10. Don't worry. That was legal. And if I didn't do it, some other kid would have. So that kind of sucks that he got screwed out of this. I guess he's so. But, you know. Wait, he's 10 there? No, he's not 10. He's about 10 there. Maybe. Does he, look, he doesn't look 10. Yeah, he looks a little. I was going to say 11, but I guess at that age, it's kind of a big jump. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, maybe he was a 10-year-old. Yeah. He's he said it was his first job and it was in Toronto. He was an unruly child in school and he always wanted to be the center of attention. So his parents showed them in theater class. And then he apparently got this Nerf job and he was the Nerf kid for a while. He said that Nerf gave him uh, free Nerf guns and sports balls. But the ones that they gave him were the souped up ones that fired in the That's commercial. That's amazing. Really good. Like if I was a kid, yeah, I'd be okay with that payment. Yeah. The extra super hard ones. He got a lot, so he gave them to the kids on his neighborhood, and they'd have Nerf shooting parties with the far more... <laughs> Nerf party. The stronger ones. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. He must have been very popular. <laughs> popular enough to be in the movies, I guess. Yeah, of course. He's always been kind of just around, right? He's yeah. He's really super out there. Yeah, he's I always remember. Been, well, he had this little brief period of being kind of teen beat boy. Yeah, but I don't take that seriously enough that it's huge and he wasn't huge like oh, no. or something 
Yeah, he wasn't he was a kind huge of kid. But he was in a lot of things. I remember he was in Little Giants, <laughs> Giants. which apparently I found out is his film debut. Was his film? I felt like I saw him earlier. Yeah, but you probably saw him in Nerf commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aerosmith. Um, but yeah, and he also was in Casper. Those are the oh, and he was in yeah. Now and Then. Those are the three things I really remember. Where he from. Was oh, yeah. Christina Ricci twice. Actually, you know what? He's in a few things that I do remember. He was in Final Destination. Yeah, I but I, I consider that after his teeny bopper phase. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like the main things that I remember when I was a kid of him being a hot teen beat kid with JTT and junk, Little Giants, Now and Then, and Casper. Those were big Side moments. hair with long bangs. <laughs> yeah, like he had that middle part. Like yeah, he had to be a good. hot boy, hot little teen in the '90s. He had to have a middle part. If you didn't, you were going to be a little hot teen. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just remember him in the late 90s, early 2000s with Final Destination, which I think the first one is my favorite because the rest just... Because the first one, you can kind of work with it. Then the rest, you have to top yourself and make dumber and dumber kills. And I still don't understand the conceit of that whole thing. It's like death is just going to chase you until it gives up. And then it's like, okay, now let me kill you again. I think it's really fun. (laughs) I also remember him from... I don't know if I knew then or figured out later he was in the Eminem stand video. Yeah, so that's the thing that's made him like forever implanted because, you know, stan culture. You've heard of stan being used. We stan this person or if you're like a huge... I thought it stood for stalker fan. I don't know, maybe stan from Eminem is that, but stan Stan comes... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stan comes from Eminem. It sounds like a stalker ad thing. Oh, put it in a song. Yeah, Stan comes from Eminem, from that thing. Like, it's from Stan. Well, it's from that. Stan. It's, it's really strange. Yeah, what the so heck that, does uh, Stan mean? But yeah, it's stuck that, fan, He was apparently in this Nikita show, which I never saw. But he's still around. I, I was watching this TV show that's around now, around recording date. The Chucky TV series. There was this dude there who was blonde. He looks completely different. I guess that's why I didn't remember him. There's this blonde dude who played twins, who played the drunk alcoholic father and the rich, nice uncle. And then I was like, okay, there's this actor guy. He's played two roles. And then it had behind the scenes, and it said, Devin Sawa. Like, that's Devin Sawa? He's still around? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I like hearing, because he also seemed like an all right guy. I think I've seen him on Twitter and stuff, and he just seems kind of normal. Like a down to earth kind of person. So it's nice when you're like, oh, Devin Sawa's on TV or he's on he's on the show. Cool. Good for him. Yeah. Like he seems all right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be terrible. I've no idea. All these people we've talked about. Like could be Keanu terrible. Reeves is still kind of huge, but he's the Devin hugest Sawa. one of the ones that we've put here. But yeah. they've all had their lulls and stuff. I think they're actually, weirdly enough, all three of them are very consistent workers. Yeah, exactly. Which is intriguing. And he got his start with his Nerf. Wait, Nerf. Oh, but he, he's big enough with the Nerf thing because apparently people still remember him in interviews. A few people asked him stuff. So. Yeah, I mean... I, I guess- didn't know anyone knew too much. They just figured out later that was him, but apparently he was the Nerf kid back then. He was a lot of... He was, I think he was in a lot of Nerf stuff, wasn't he? So, I mean, it's a little bit like the Jennifer Love Hewitt thing being hounded by her history, even though I guess she was in 20 of them, so it sort of makes sense. But yeah, I think he was kind of the main guy for it. So that's kind of fun. All right. I think we need to quickly move on because we've probably been talking way too much about these celebrities and move into our rating system. 
Okay. What is your least favorite of these three commercials? Nerf or Nothing with Devin Sawa, Barbie Ice Cream Maker with Jennifer Love Hewitt, or Coke with Keanu Reeves? I guess I'll go with Jennifer Love Hewitt Ice Cream because too girly. Um, nitpicking at them eating out of plastic cones instead of <laughs> food. It's just kind of generic. At least you play with the doll pushing the cart, but it's just generic. Her and friends screaming about ice cream. And I still don't know how it exactly works. Like the other ones, you, you, you drink the Coke, you put the arrows in the spring loader. This is how does it does it churn the stuff? Yeah, it just it's like here's some ice cream. It just looks like they <laughs> plopped ice cream fresh. Well, they did. They definitely didn't make and then that they ice cream. I they I bet you they got a plop of ice cream that looks really good. The texture is awesome. And then when you actually make it, it's garbage. Talking the churner like boom, 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 boom. yeah, there's like lumps and it's just water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I I agree. This is the least of the three commercials. It's just yeah. a standard Barbie commercial, and and they can be a bit tiring. So okay, especially so when they're screaming at you at the end. What's the second one? Second for one for me. I'm having a bit of trouble. Yeah, I am a little too, but, but I think I like one of them. The Keanu one is really like a story and it's cool and Keanu in it is kind of funny. But the Aerostorm has a bit of nostalgia for me, especially since he's threatening you with all the <laughs> screaming stuff. It is a lot of threat. Uh, I'm going to go with the Aerostorm is number two. Okay. I, mean, I love how he's just freaking screaming at you. The, has the 90s extreme energy and the lightning inside lightning and wind like a freaking thunder god exploded in a factory where oh, kids just shoot each other there's this big nerf gun oh. there's other children shooting each other it's just crazy and then he's like insulting you you're nothing if you don't got nerf it that tortured kid is just crazy to me <laughs> that's too much because he's scared or something the thing is that kid isn't even like a bully looking kid that oh you could see that he could take it. It's like a shrimpy little dude with baggy shorts and is frightened and screaming. Ah, yeah, it looks like they're just poking fun at a poor kid. Shoot him. And the, they had that 90s mouth thing. They're right in his mouth and they pull out. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it starts off really weird with a tuxedo opera big guy telling you what the weather I'm is. less bothered with that because it's literally 0.5 of a second and it doesn't really it starts off with it by the time it ends you forget that it was him but yeah it, it's this just, commercial's good but I'd put it second yeah I think so and I'm really struggling between the two of them and they both have their charms <laughs> I think yeah this I think because it hits the beats of all the same types of nerf commercials it's probably second for me I mean, all those reasons, I don't care about the weatherman, but I think, yeah, I think I like it a lot more than the Barbie one because I really want a Nerf gun and it's really fun, but it's a little too standard if you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So like if it wasn't it. him, you'd see it in another type of shooty gun. Thing. Yeah, that's kind of it. Super soaker. So what's your top one? Keanu Reeves in Coca-Cola commercial. Mm-hmm. I just like it because he's just a kid who's trying to impress his dad, just going the distance with his... Um, I can go the distance. <laughs> yeah, with his cycling skills. and It's short. It's a whole story, but it's short. Yeah. I like how he has the good relationship with his dad. It's, it's the whole <laughs> heart of it, even though yeah. it's a freaking Coke commercial. 
But that's what Coke does. That's Coke's gig, you know. Yeah, they created Santa Claus, which you can listen to. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I feel similarly with this one. I quite like the commercial because it tells a quick, nice little story. It's really cheesy and dumb in many ways. And I think that's part of the charm for it for me because it's so saccharine. But it's enjoyable. And also Keanu I just like the the saccharineness of him getting second place and his dad's still like, you're the best son. and gives him a Coke. And he's so excited. He says the words, hey, Coke. (laughs) A Coke. Oh, duh. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like it's... Hey, who's your your coach? Who's your inspiration, son? So I think <laughs> you heard you hear it at the end. It's like that's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that's definitely Keanu Reeves. There's no right. It's a whole saccharine little mini movie, so I like it. Okay, so I think those are all of the commercials. Quick Which lightning really round, fun. with it being actually lightning round, because we keep extending the lightning round, not with the number of questions, but with our reasoning. So, which of the buy, three right? commercials, which would you buy? I would buy Nerf. Nerf. Because- same so thing crazy and it looks like fun yeah that's it i, I mean, would buy nerf for that i i wouldn't need an excuse to drink coke it's summer it's hot dogs it's coke and the other one eat ice cream whatever i don't need barbie there but nerf it's wow this is cool <laughs> okay other lightning round questions favorite actor of these three? Oh, who did the best job i think devin sawa did the best job he really carried the entire commercial he was and, the entire commercial. And in general of their careers? Uh, I don't know, actually. Not careers or maybe like one movie that you like. Over. Keanu, I really like Bill and Ted and I really like the Matrix. I guess, yeah, I like Bill and Ted too the most. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like Final Destination. I hated Casper. So, yeah, that's what I'll go with. Best product origin story. A guy walks into Barker Brothers. No, no, no. All right. We're calling it. I don't know which one I think. I think I'll go with the Nerf because Barbie was stolen from a German doll and Coca-Cola is rotten. It it doesn't even matter. (laughs) I'll go with happy Nerf guy gives us foosballs or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he just gave us a foam ball. Okay. So I think that's it for the day. Yeah, that's it. So we wrapped up for the day. Bam. So thank you for listening and carrying Another on one in through, the can. <laughs> carrying on through our whole whatever we're doing here. If you are interested and this is the first time you're listening, well, then you should subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retrad Review. And we talk to you and you can talk to us via DM. We'll be back, I don't know, sometime in the upcoming future with another themed one. We're getting close to the holiday season, so we'll probably do stuff with a lot of toys. And that's it. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.